goodness, that was awfully, uh, awfully formal. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. This is episode fuck knows what of the Stromcast, and I'm joined by the ever-popular Dr. Christopher Matthews, not to be confused with Dr. Christian Matthews, who does not exist. Dr. Christopher Matthews will be giving a talk, um, ably assisted by me at Fit Expo on the Sunday, regarding um, critical thinking and its application to bodybuilding and strength sports, and probably some other bollocks that we make up along the way. Um, Dr. Matthews, welcome. And what are we talking about today? Well, uh, thank you. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for getting my name right as well. I think actually the first time we did a podcast together, you wrote it wrong. I think that's, I think I even sent it you and you, you, you wrote it down. That does sound like something that I would do. I, I spelt it correct, and then you just had to spell it right. Um, the question is, was it a deliberate slur or an accidental yeah, I expect one? So. Fully expect so. Um, so I was thinking, I don't really like planning stuff, because planning is for people who don't know what they're doing, and me and you know exactly what we're doing. Yes. So today, today I thought we'd talk about what we might do at this Fitex thingy sure. and without planning. So we're not going to plan it. We're not going to plan that. We're not going to plan this. Well, there's no point planning because I'm going to be too hungover to execute a plan. Yeah, and also the, the, the actual reason why I kind of say that, not in a flippant way, is that when you do stuff like a talk like that and you have a plan, what happens if you kind of pitch it completely wrong? So this week I did, I'd, I asked to do some talks at a, a, like a junior school. I didn't know it was a junior school. Right. And as you know, my sort of audience is not junior school kids, is it? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't really, it doesn't really work. So I was like, what the fuck am I going to do at a junior school? So I didn't plan anything. And then it turned out a lot of what I did was maths and helping them count. Sure, good. <laughs> Along the way to understanding something about university, which obviously went over their head. But if I'd gone to plan something, it wouldn't have worked. So um, so I don't think we should plan too much. But um, A theme would be good. Yeah, if we do think a little bit about it. And as I just texted you before you jumped on this, in my book, there is a section about critical thinking. So... You know, we'll go through that, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I've got a kind of few ideas to get us started um, in terms of critical thinking for bodybuilding. Um, we have to kind of think about what critical thinking is, right? Because I, I don't I don't know about you, but you, I hear this term all the time and I do this all the time. I talk to people about you've got to do critical thinking. Your essay for me has got to have critical thinking in it. And students often ask me what that is. And for like the first 10 years of my career, I just bungled over that answer and just like said stupid shit to them, yeah. which didn't really help. So in the book, because I was writing this book for a kind of open audience, trying to get as many people to read it as possible. When I st started saying critically, critical thinking, I, I had to figure out what I actually mean. So there's two ways that I, I use it. I'm gonna go to the book now and remind myself because I think I just, like, just in oh, case people aren't clear, um, Am I right in thinking that you've written a book? You've never mentioned it. Shut up, dickhead. <clears throat> yes, I've written a book. So um, the there's, there's two ways you have to think about critical thinking to get us started. One is dead, dead simple. The other is dead, dead hard. And if you start with trying to explain both, you'll put people off. So the first way, this is what I do with my students, is, where is it? <clears throat> my own book, I can't find it. So... Being critical can be thought of as not accepting ideas without first probing their intellectual and empirical origins. That's it. That's critical thinking. So not accepting something that someone says without understanding where that idea came from or where the data came from for that thing. Question everything. 
I didn't say that. No, 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 because that's something else, isn't it? We'll get let's let's deal with that now. What's the difference between critical thinking, which has skepticism in it, and then a radical doubt about the world that we can't know anything? So that's that's something that we have to be aware of, especially because of um, conspiracy theories, right? So if you if you go well, with your line, question everything, you end up in X Files. And you think Bill Gates and microchips. Yeah, vaccines of 5G and whatever else. And and there's probably some people listening who will agree with vaccines of 5G and think, oh yeah, they are, Chris. Right. Yeah. yeah, Whatever. Where's your evidence? So it's kind of like a balance between my dad doesn't listen to this. (laughs) It's a balance between the two, right? It's a balance between skepticism, but then avoiding radical doubt. Radical doubt is where it's like, oh, show me your evidence to everything. We've talked about this a bunch of times because, as you know, within the bodybuilding community, there's loads and loads of stuff that we will never have evidence for because no one wants to do studies on yeah. that population. And why should they? Right. Well, I'm actually in a really debate obvious. right now with Dr. Lyle McDonald about this. Oh, right. Well, there's your first mistake. He's, <laughs> he's come out and basically, so fasted cardio. Right. Everybody knew years ago that fasted cardio just works better because. Fasted blood glucose is lower, uh, better metabolization of free fatty acids. Then studies have repeatedly shown actually that that's bollocks and that fasted cardio doesn't burn fat any faster or it doesn't burn, doesn't contribute to overall fat loss any better. Even if while you're doing fasted cardio, you might get a slight increase in free fatty acid metabolization. Later in the day, you'll get less free fatty acid metabolization. It balances out, right? And, And Lyle basically has compiled all of these studies just to finally put a nail in the coffin that that's not a thing. And I made the mistake of saying, yes, but not one of those studies includes performance enhancing drug users, which I still maintain is a thing in regards to fasted cardio. And um, quite a few people have agreed with me. And, and, and anecdotally, I would, I, would, I would say that I've seen evidence that with things like growth hormone and yohimbine, there is a, a, a tangible benefit to fasted cardio. But you won't find a study that backs it up because it won't be done because of either ethics or lack of funds or it just not being very important. Um, I suspect I'm going to lose that argument. Though. Yeah, I mean, but also, what is it an argument that even needs to be had as well? Like when you kind of look at it, you're talking about optimization, aren't we? And in, in, in one of the points in critical thinking is to kind of not get so hung up in the details at points to, as to win or lose a debate, but to look at it and go, right, this person that I'm coaching, um, they quite like doing fasted cardio. And it looks like they've got access to some drugs which maybe seem to work and it helps them with their day and helps them lose weight. Okay, fucking perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, all, all the studies in the world don't matter at that point. I mean, it, you know, as, as, as long as you kind of broadly speaking, following some evidence base, eat less calories and move more. Yeah. The way that you go about doing that doesn't really matter. So I guess one of the other points of critical thinking is actually to construct what I call vital questions vitalizing something that matters yeah and and not be too hung up on the kind of minutiae of the detail now lyle's built a career on going into that minutiae and, yeah. and which enough, is but... why it's fun to argue with him on <laughs> on those things yeah i mean he knows his stuff doesn't he you can't deny that but he yeah. tends to get a little bit kind of emotionally attached to it from what i've seen you know i've never i've never had a chat with the guy I just i hear of it but you know I, i'd always look at that and i think one of the good things that one, one of the things that a critical thinker does is that they often readdress the question before trying to give an answer to the question. So you might say, you know, what the basis of that question that you're trying to get into with Noel is what's what's the best? 
And instead of looking at what's the best, I think a, a better way to look at that would go, who, who's using this and for what reason? And is it going to be effective for them over the long term? Because we know that one moment of, of fasted cardio is more or less um, optimal, depending on these studies. But what, what matters if you keep energy balance and train hard for 10 years, right? Yeah. Now, now, you're gonna see, now you're gonna see a difference. And we get hung up on these like minute bits, like, oh, what this one bit does this thing. All right, is this gonna enable this person who I'm training with or most people who are training to be able to train longer with less injuries um, and stick to a, a balanced diet? If that's the case, well, then it's fine, isn't it? So yeah. that's kind of an element of critical thinking as well, is not getting bogged, up, bogged, up, bogged down and all that sort of stuff. So just to kind of move on from that then a little bit. Um, so you're kind of trying to not accept things, right? Not just accept things, which is kind of what we talked about. But I go a little bit further with that sort of analogy and try to kind of give, well, it's not an analogy, is it? It's a, it's a, it's a statement. Um, the the t- type of critical thinking questions, right? So here's, here's what I think of like basic critical thinking questions. If you ask these to yourself and of other people, you're probably doing critical thinking. Um, where did that come from? I don't mean the ball. I mean that idea. Where did that idea that you've got come from? What is your basis for that? For that thinking? What? 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 Why do you? Why do you make that statement? I'm going to tell you a great one about my mother-in-law in a minute. Um, how does that work? So that's getting to the mechanism, isn't it? So I'm using very simple language, but actually yeah. getting into quite deep, um, deep issues. Why do you think that's the case? So these are think of the kind of it, the, the, the simple critical thinking questions that often don't get asked. And then my test for this, this is a good test. And most people who critically think will, will do this quite a lot. When you start asking critical thinking questions of your mates or your family, my dog, my dog's being weird. Hey, Bonnie. Um, when you start asking critical thinking questions to your mates, your family, it, they basically start to get pissed off. So that's your good test. And that's not because you're trying to piss them off, hopefully, although some of us do. It's because you're challenging the basis of what they assume. So why do you think God exists is the classic, right? And then people have to start getting into kind of debates that I don't think we need to be had. But that's that's the kind of thing that we have to try and do is to, to push those assumptions and those thoughts. And what tends to happen is people go, mm, uh, mm, oh, I don't really know. And then instead of thinking oh that person might have lost or won the debate then we go right okay let's figure out if we can figure out why we think this why do we think that bicep curl 21s or whatever people used to call them is really good why do we think that's good and we can probably answer that because someone at some point just started doing it and thought it was good and then passed it on and he probably had big guns and everyone carried on doing it is that a good basis for doing 21s not particularly so if you follow that intellectual origin of that idea yeah get to that you got any thoughts on any of that stuff, especially like the pissing your pissing your? Well, I, I mean, I, Andrew Keeler is someone I'd love to see you and him have a conversation about something that you disagree on. Um, Andrew Keeler used to try and drill into me that if um, because I used to I used to post on a lot of forums about supplements and steroids. I used to be a lot more active than I am now. I don't engage with a lot of that stuff now, and people used to get very butthurt when you challenge something that they believe. Yeah. And and the thing he tried to drill into me is that if someone gets triggered by something you say. It, it entirely says something about them and almost yeah. nothing about you. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The things that people believe, yeah, they usually tell us more about that person than that actual belief. 
know, if, if you're the sort of person who believes in yeah. mythical beings that live in clouds, um, well, that that doesn't mean that that mythical being lives in a cloud. It means it tells me something about your. I mean, on a real basic level, uh, human interaction level. If 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 I think you've done something that's upset me, and I say you're a fucking dickhead, you've done X, Y, or Z, and you get annoyed that you've upset me it would probably be because you feel that actually i've got a point and maybe you've done something that's that's unreasonable and if you go fuck off you're a knobhead it's because you think that i've got no real point to what i'm saying um yeah. and that crosses over to almost everything you know if you say something that i deeply disagree with um with regards to nutrition or supplementation and i listen to what you're saying and i then go yeah no you're talking shit and i i move on and don't care it, it's likely because I don't really think there's a basis to what you say. But if you say something that challenges something I deeply believe and I listen to your reasoning and I think there's something to it, initially, there's a good chance that I'm going to get a bit frustrated. Mm. And I think as we get older, we get better at, at not showing that. Yeah, maybe. We're, we're supposed to, aren't we? We're supposed, we're supposed to, to, yeah. We're supposed to be like, okay, this person's got different views to me and I can, I can manage that because it's... It's, I think people tend to be like, oh, you don't believe. So, so my classic one is that me and my partner never wanted kids. Yeah. So that if we sometimes we hang around with people and they find that out and they take that as an assumption that their you choice. think they've made a bad choice. We think their choice to have kids is wrong. Now, actually, to be clear, you're correct. Yeah, I am right. You know, <laughs> I'd never impose that on someone. It's like you fucking get on. It doesn't affect life. your day, does it? Yeah, totally. But it's that that's the, the point is that we we're emotional beings, right? We're not we're not rational. People think that we've got these rational minds. There's an element of rationality to human behavior, but most of it's emotional, I think. So what tends to happen is someone has a different view to you and you take that personally and, and you start to set up barriers and stuff, which yeah. is anti-scientific, right? If we want to have better thought, we want to see the world better, we want to understand each other better, we have to fucking calm everything down a little bit and just think through, right, why has this person got this very different view that I don't believe in? Because they're probably not a total moron. Yeah. And if, they, and if they're not a total moron, maybe actually what they think I could take something out of. And if they are a total moron, it might be quite nice for me to understand that so that I can maybe help them in, in nice ways, not in like, you're yeah. wrong, F off. In a like, okay, why don't we think about this more critically and a bit deeper? Now, that's where we kind of break down a lot of the time obviously on social media right but you know where this where this tends to be figured out really well it's just in face-to-face conversations it's very rare that the kind of horrific debates in voter commas that happen on social media are actually played out in real life well, because if you behave that way in real life there's a very real danger yeah. to get punched in the face exactly exactly so i always like to when i get i'm quite active on on what we call academic twitter where it's basically academics and like, I'm, I'm very quick to say, listen, let's let's stop this now. Just give me a call. Let's have a chat over this. Yeah. Because, because you you got emotional and I'm, I'll very quickly get emotional if you get emotional again. <laughs> so let's just have a phone call. As soon as I pick up the phone and I'm like, all right, how you doing? And you go, oh shit, this is a real person. Yeah. Who, who's probably not a moron who thinks this for probably- They may have a basis for the things they're saying. Yeah. yeah and that yeah. basis may be wrong and it may be right, but until yeah. you have to pay attention to it, yeah. you'll never improve yourself. Exactly, yeah. So. I think that's part of it, isn't it? We, we've lost, we, you, you and me are quite similar in one regard that we don't mind tension in certain situations. Um, and like, I actually, I don't know about you, but I run towards tension. So I yeah. like it when someone says to me, I'm like, oh no, hold on, I'm not letting you get away with that. We're going to work this through. Depends on how much time I've got in my day. 
Yeah, of course, of course, of course. But every now and then it's like, okay, there's a hill I'm going to die on. I'm going to go at that because you said something. This happened to me recently, actually. Someone said to me, and I was like, oh, I can't, I think you're totally wrong. So let's just work through this. What was the topic? I won't get into it because they might listen. But <laughs> <laughs> I love a bit of conflict, but I'm going to be a complete pussy about it. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Uh, I like to do it face to face. But yeah, like, let's just fucking work through it. And, and because my job, basically, working with third years and master students and PhD students is to work through this stuff. But it has to be intellectual. It has to be calm. But when you get to that level of academia, it's not about learning things and parroting them. It's about understanding them. And to understand something, you have to be able to discuss it and, and argue about it. Yeah, totally. And you have to be able to parse your arguments out. I mean, separate them up into clear bits. You have to be able to... Obviously, say it again, you've got to be able to stay calm and know that it's not a personal attack ever. And if it is, then that's a, that's a different part of the debate and you pass that out and you say, I think you've got personal there because you think my hair looks daft. Okay, well, let's leave that there. And you're able to then just work through the points. Okay, I think you've said this. Is this, is this what you've said? Okay, right. Now, now, this is my response to that. And you've tried to move it on to something else there because one word's clicked in your head and it's popped you onto something else. I think what you're actually talking about is this, which can sound a bit patronising, but... With these debates, you have to be kind of um, when I when I do this, especially with students, you know, who are much younger than me, much less well trained in academia. I have to kind of like pull some of their arguments together for them. So I, I've got used to helping people make a better argument yeah. against my argument, which makes us all do better. But their skills. Right. And what we don't get. And this is going back to my original point. Me and you are up for that tension at times. So you, you're okay at arguing and okay at someone's it being saying you're wrong. Yeah. But actually, as kids, we're told not to, right? Don't don't back chat, you know, just smile and carry on, turn the yeah. other cheek, all that sort of nonsense. And then what that leads to is people who can't debate and can't talk and can't have their ideas challenged. And then that leads to the echo chamber where you just shout into yourself and the people who listen to you. Yeah. And we get into these divided societies, which is where we are now. Um, I, I said earlier, I was going to mention my... Um, hey. My mother-in-law, not my hair. This, this, <laughs> I, it is pretty good, isn't it? I can't stop touching it. It's so frizzy. You look like a troll. Oh, oh yeah, one of them little... The yeah. Ones. Yeah, 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 like a northern tattooed cigar-smoking troll. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably what real trolls would do. Yeah, yeah, definitely what I do. Um, I so, am listening. Just one second. Well, ca carry on. I'll be, I'm listening. I'll tell, I'll tell the mother-in-law story. Um, pardon me. Pardon me. Um... So my mother, my mother-in-law believes in what we it scientifically would call panspermia. Do you know what panspermia is, Rick? Now you back. Panspermia. Yeah. Is this to do with being pansexual and, and okay. identifying as toasters? It's and it's that life was started on Earth, not on Earth. So maybe by oh okay, a meteorite that came from Mars is the is the most obvious one. Well, and I mean, it's, half, it's half decent science for this in terms of the development of Mars as a as a as a as a planet. It, it could support life earlier than Earth. And and some of that could get knocked over here. Yeah, and we have loads and loads of crossing over of stuff. And yeah, so panspermia. So, but she doesn't actually believe in panspermia. She thinks that aliens started the human race. So like, I'm like, okay, so... She but she can that. operate on that argument on the basis of proof that they didn't. Well, there's a bit of it, yeah. And I'm like, fucking hell. And 
we, we got into this debate and and we, we went through and, and we kind of moved off it eventually because I was like, look, this is a bit stupid. Like I, I went into this with a, a genuine interest because I like all that sort of stuff. It's like I'm a bit nerdy on that sort of like physics space sort of stuff. It's like a hobby. Yeah. But she like quickly whipped out of it and was like, yeah, no, like monkeys didn't, we didn't come from monkeys, it was aliens. All right, well, and that that's basically the end of it. But we moved on to something quite interesting then though, which was what what defines knowledge and legitimacy of knowledge and authority of knowledge so you know what it's like with your parents and your mother-in-law and stuff they just think that you're just some like young kid who's grown up a bit who's got a bit hairy that they produced yeah. that's basically well, I've, I've had that kind of shift in because I remember when I was a kid my dad was the kind of the head of the family and his parents would listen to him and it, it all kind of filtered down from that and I think it's only in the last year or two that I've become the go-to person for adulting which is terrifying yeah that, that position changes over time doesn't it? it it does but you still I'm the youngest you see so I'm the youngest ah. by a long way the best educated um I'm not being like me just like objectively yeah and but but no one <laughs> I'm still the youngest yeah. and I'm also a bit of a liability so I've still got that kind of somewhat playful kiddishness to me because I've not had I've not had kids myself so I haven't had yeah. to grow up but at the same time I'm not daft so we were talking about this with the mother-in-law who just thinks I'm some yobbo and yeah. um and and she was like yeah but you know what what, what do you know you know and I was like well I, I, I've been studying for 20 years or so and I've as I've never had a proper job as you highlighted earlier I've written a book as well it's actually my third book Rick but whatever and and, uh, and that no no I know that women in combat sports that's correct yeah well done um the new Social one that you sent me that I've read the first page of. Say again. The new one that you've sent me that I've read the first yeah. page of. Doing immersive research, yeah. That's it. And um, Teaching sociology. It's a book about teaching sociology. No, I didn't know what that one was at all. No, I, I wouldn't bore you with that one. So we were talking about authority of knowledge, basically. And, and she couldn't grasp the kind of authority of intellectual knowledge. So I gave her a different example. Her husband, father-in-law, is an engineer, an engineer of 30 years. And she was kind of like talking about, oh, you know, your your opinion, Chris, is the same as my opinion. And I was like, okay, right. Well, is my opinion the same as Tony's opinion when it comes to engineering? You know, if you had an engineering problem in the house or in the car, and I said I could fix it, and Tony said he could fix it, his 30 years experience, and me barely able to, like, wash my own trousers correctly without effing something up. But I really genuinely believe that I can fix the car just as much yeah. as Tony does. Who are you going to use to do it? Well, you're going to use Tony. Why? Because he's got some fucking expertise, hasn't he? Yeah. That's that's an easier metaphor, isn't it? Because you know, we all know we can't fix a car unless we can fix a car. We can't, we, we, there's a physical nature to it, which is a bit more believable, a bit more real for people. But, but there's also an end point to that where the car needs to have been fixed. Where yeah. The debate about the seeding of life on Earth, what was there before time? What is there after the universe? Anything like that. You're never going to be proven wrong, so the the argument never ends. Yeah, but but then we're we're establishing broad agreement on topics rather than his fact. You know, like the car's fixed, fact. The engine starts right objectively. But when we move into topics that are a bit more subjective, we have to use data as well. We can, and actually, bodybuilding is largely um, an interpretive sort of area. It's not you know we don't, you, 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 no one's going to do a study to prove that you should do this or that there's too much flexibility to it. Biology systems are, are too flexible. So there is a lot of art into that. And there is also a weight of evidence rather than 
black or white proof you know on it looks like in these situations and these parameters these papers pull us towards this idea as mainly being the type of thing that's probably useful that sort of level of doubt that you have to write in the sentences when you write these things up so but it is an interesting one and i think that also then makes a link back to bodybuilding doesn't it because this is the classic one that all of your listeners will be aware of and it's something we have to kind of consider is i'm doing this program or doing this regime of drugs because big bob told me to and we yeah. all know who big bob is he's the biggest guy in the gym he's possibly the oldest guy in the gym uh, possibly done the most drugs out of anyone in the gym but there is there is a shift in opinion on that now because you've now got people like joe jeffrey people like dr dean who and i'm friends with all of them i'm sure none of them will object to me saying none of them are enormous you know they're, they're, they're they've got decent physiques they've got you know dean's got a good amount of muscle um joe has joe has um measurably improved over the years but neither of them are, are massive bodybuilders yet they are becoming very much guys that people go to for advice so there has been a paradigm shift in, in who people seek advice from um and i think a big part of that has been the ability to formulate and um formulate and put forward well-presented arguments on social media and things yeah however i don't know if that's just through the fisheye lens of the groups that i mix between and if i were to just go back to my old spit and sawdust gym in telford whether people wouldn't have a fucking clue who these people were yeah well, totally and that that, that problem and, and i've seen that shift as well but it is about about it is about who we're plugged into and sort of places we hang out as well um so and i think that's a great thing i remember talking to john on his podcast and talking about the need for those sort of people to take even more prominent roles in in, in social media and stuff but actually if we just shift it back and not even your spit and sawdust gym because that's where big bob is but you know quote unquote big bob but it's also the pure gym that's just around the corner from me right that that place is is absolutely full of nonsense like it's 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 ridiculous level 10 nonsense say again level 10 bullshit yeah yeah like and, and, and the trainers the trainers are terrible i mean some of the stuff that i've come out of i've heard come out of trainers mouths and and like you know I, i've as you know i've got a background in, in training i would never claim to be an expert but i know way more than their trainers and, and, and then, I do think that the gen pop market has got worse. I think yeah, as, yeah. as our our scene has perhaps got yeah. better in a lot of ways, the gen yeah. pop has got inundated with absolute bullshit. Yeah, and, and, and this is, I think, where... And, and this is one of the problems with trying to plan stuff like this for the talk at Fitex, is that we're, we're going to be preaching to the choir, aren't we? Like yeah. The people who are coming to Fitex are not like, like a, a, a 22-year-old, 11-stone, soaking wet lad who wants to get massive guns. Yeah, maybe one or two of them, but mostly it's going to be people who have got their heads screwed on. So those sort of debates start to kind of like shift on a little bit. But yeah, the the the, the quality of advice in those sort of places is terrible. But also, as you know, there's drugs in those places as well. Yeah, and it's one thing like being tapped into people like Joe and going to good gyms where like Big Bob actually is probably going to sort you out. Yeah, you know, his, his advice isn't going to be nailed on. It's not going to be as good as Joe's. It's not going to be as good as yours. It's probably not going to be as the straight off, well, don't do that for a start. Stay away from drugs. It'll probably be the gone then, lad. But he probably won't start you straight on trend and he probably won't start you straight on internet. He'll probably go, right, is go and speak to this chap, do a little yeah. bit and come back to me. So I, I'm not saying that that's good or bad. It's just that Big Bob actually isn't necessarily that bad. I, I went to Big Bob that's when I started. Big Bob could be right. Big, Big, Big Bob gave me some D-ball and then he gave me some testing D-ball and then I asked about trend and he told me to fuck off. <laughs> Um, and not ask him again. And, um, you know, looking back, I respect that. Yeah, there you go. 
Um, so, yeah, and, and we don't want to, I, I never like to be dismissive of that stuff. I mean, we, th there is clearly better people to ask, but there's also worse people to ask than Big Bob, right? There could be people who have got, who are just trying to rip you off, who are going to try and stitch you up. Yeah. Rat poison, that, 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 can, that can genuinely happen. So I guess it's like what it, it's getting people to recognize that sort of stuff. And bodybuilding has a specific kind of set of problems to it that it is partly a, an a, a illegal. How do we count that? How do we, how does it fit? It's, it, you're not supposed to, you're allowed to own drugs, is it? But you're not allowed to sell yeah. it. So you're, you're allowed to have them for personal use. The definition of personal use is generally, generally perceived to be anywhere between three months and a year's worth, depending on the police force you're speaking, but normally a year. How much that might be varies again. I know of one person who was a pro who had nearly £30,000 worth of personal use stuff seized and, and made the argument that it was personal use and had it returned to him. And I know people who have been prosecuted for having far, far less on them. If there is, If they've got evidence that you've been selling or even just taking money for and not making a profit because i know someone tried to use that as a defense there was someone who was someone who was bulk buying for him and his group of 10 mates and they were all just paying him cost um that, that you know that very much not approved of um but personal use is fine um so my, point, my point though is that it's it's in that kind of slightly dubious legal position yes definitely. on top of the the slightly dubious legal bit there's also the dubious moralistic bit now you know i've said on these podcasts where i'm, I'm basically pro drugs like people do what they want and figure it out on this unsafe that's kind of my position so i don't hold that moralistic position but we'd be daft to think that people aren't like that right about yeah. all drugs in, in different ways even booze and stuff the legal stuff so what that means then for critical thinking is that you can't ask the questions that you need to ask so even if you are a critical thinker, what are you going to do? Like you're yeah. going to, who are you going to ask? And, and, and it actually becomes, this is, the, this is the unique problem that bodybuilding has, as well as recreational drug use, you know, like ecstasy and whatnot, like who are you going to ask? Now, I try and be as open at work as possible about my recreational drug use to enable students to ask me questions, not because I'm going to be like, right, yeah, go do some drugs. But it's like, right, you need to you need to think about this. And I'm glad that you're talking about it. Go and speak to these people and get some research done, because that's where it goes in the end. All of this information is online, isn't it? There isn't anything about if, if you wanted to get into drugs, recreational performance enhancing. Yeah. And you could be asked to do half a day's reading that someone just started you off and said, listen, it doesn't matter if you failed your GCSEs, you'll be able to understand this. Right. Yeah. Half a day's work go do your reading you'll basically be you'll you'll know roughly where to get get going with information you'll be able to get stuff no doubt but my point is it's there to be got isn't it there's no there's yeah. no proprietary information here i know someone like joe knows loads and 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 lyle knows loads about other stuff and whoever else you have on the podcast know all this sort of information but the basic start points are relatively simple right yeah lift weights eat all right and if you're going to do drugs don't do loads like that's, yeah i mean you want to talk about critical thinking there's 20 years of being involved in um, of, of sport to know that that's basically if you want to do drugs that's it it's not Try to pick that. just one don't go crazy yeah yeah like a little bit of modish but but the point is the reading the reading's got to be done and people don't people don't put the reading yeah. i think people are a bit lazy as well right so not only do people not like debating and don't like being challenged they also don't want to just sit and do the work. I don't know if it's the same with recreational drugs because that's obviously not my wheelhouse, but I certainly find within steroids, people will form an opinion, decide the answer they want to get, and then they'll seek that answer. 
Yeah. You know, if that answer is, is trend suitable for a first cycle and you ask 10 people that say no and you find the 11th person that says, oh, actually, yeah, you know, I, I think that there's a place for it. That's the answer that they'll grab hold of. Yeah, so confirmation bias, basically, isn't it? And this is another part of critical thinking that we've not really touched on, is the hierarchy of knowledge. Like, what is good and bad knowledge? We've, we've, we've touched on it a bit, you know, Big Bob's a bit better than Little Jimmy who didn't know anything, but yeah. someone else is a bit better than Bit Bob and probably do some reading. In the end, it's meta-analysis and all that sort of stuff in your hierarchy of knowledge. Um, and, and it's the same with your when you're assessing knowledge, is to assess your own position and reading on it. And to pull yourself out from that emotionally. I mean, one of the main things that, that's the best tool for a critical thinker is time. You know, I want to do this. Let's take your person that you just said, I want to go and do these drugs. Right. Let, I'll put the date in the diary. That's when I said I wanted to do it. I'm going to do some reading and I'm going to let six months go past and I'm going to train hard for six months and I'm going to not get injured and I'm going to set myself up for this. And in six months' time, after I've done the reading, if I still really think that that's the same right thing to do, it's probably you've probably done enough thinking over that time yeah to make a, a better decision well, not just the right decision but a better decision right and more informed decision but but who are we talking about yeah more informed decision but who are we talking about we're talking about young lads who have probably got a bit of body dysmorphia because they're not that big they want to yeah. get laid and they start doing stupid shit now i know that's not the whole population we're talking about but that's the majority of bodybuilding first-time users I, I don't know if you saw the podcast uh, not the podcast the athlete video we did the other day with tyler Right. Tyler's 24 years old. He competed once at 19. He looks fucking insane. And I look, well, I look the way I look at the moment. Let's be honest, you know, I don't look the way I used to look. Um, and I am the most comfortable I've ever been in my own skin. Yeah. Tyler absolutely categorically cannot take his shirt off in public. <laughs> That's and he looks amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and I was quite happy to sit next to him with my top off. And he was like, no, look, I get it. Like bodybuilding is is ridiculous it, 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 it's a disease it's awful don't, don't do it but i'm not taking my top off um and yeah, yeah no it, it's particularly in the younger guys it, it could be a very interesting place for for exactly that kind of thing yeah and and those those, those young people are you know basically programmed to make stupid mistakes right this is who i teach i teach predominantly 18 to 22 year olds and, and their life is about making stupid mistakes and trying to extend the time in between the stupid mistakes. So instead of making one stupid mistake every day, try and get it to once a week and then try and get it to <laughs> once. By the time they finish university, see if you can not do something really stupid over the course of six months. So, yeah. Yeah. It's the same journey we're all on, to be honest, right? And we just, just go longer and longer between fuck-ups. Yeah, basically. So, but, but that's, again, another specific problem about the subculture that we're talking about. Young people who want instantly to look like x and that really impinges on critical thinking and it's what what we we would be doing a disservice here and at fitex to talk about critical thinking and not place it within the subculture of bodybuilding because it has yeah. its own unique problems it's one thing me kind of explaining to my students about this that and the other um critical thinking in regards to social theory or research methods yeah but no one's like desperate to do a research method like a young 22 year old is desperate to get guns so he can think he can try and get laid. Yeah. Like, there's a desperation to it, which reduces your ability to critically think. And would you, um, would you go into, um, who's the bloke that's obsessed with fucking dick? <laughs> um, philosopher, everything goes back to sex. Uh, Freud. Freud. Yeah. All of human endeavors 
effectively go back to trying to get laid. I think that's not epitomised better in anything other than bodybuilding. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, it's not the best reading of Freud that I've ever heard, but also Freud. I thought that was word for word almost. <laughs> um, but Freud's also been widely panned within social science, at least. But I mean, yeah, to say that that sex isn't a motivation for people is, yeah, that would be daft. Yeah, that is something which, especially when we're young, we we want to do more of, right? Um, and that does make us do stupid things. But a part of critical thinking would be controlling some of that. Yeah. So I think as anyone who's, we're probably going to be at FitEx, we're going to be talking to coaches, high-level athletes, some people who want to be either of both. And it's no point as being like, right, critical thinking is asking this question. It's, well, actually, it's training young people who are basically almost predestined to not critically think because <laughs> they want to get big guns so they can get laid. Yeah. To go, right, okay, how are we going to stop your daft motivation to do stupid shit to yourself? How well, is that instant not... gratification versus long-term payoff? Yeah. Um, I was thinking. I was thinking earlier, actually, how I think I've sent you. I sent you this as a message ages ago, actually, about the only real thing that matters for ninety-nine percent, ninety-nine point nine percent of the bodybuilding community. Um, not, 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 not every, 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 every single one. So not the elite of the elite, but for ninety-nine point nine percent, it's training long, as in for, for ten years. Yeah and eating all right, and doing your cardio, and that's, doing your that's what matters, and, and the individual bits of, should I do this split, should I do that split, should I change to this drug, it's just, it's all, all basically comes out in the wash, and we all know that, right, we all know, because you've trained, and you've been like, oh, I pushed too hard, then I got injured, oh, that was stupid, I won't do that again, but the young kids don't, and, yeah. and they're, they're looking for like, right, by next week, what can I be, you, you'll be you, no, not noticeably different yeah that's it and that might be a month give me six months oh, right. me, yeah. so start thinking six months yeah at least six months but they can't think that way because you know an 18 year old still can't think beyond tomorrow a lot of the time you know unless they've had like very challenging situations in life they just like live day to day don't they so yeah. they really pose a lot of problems for critical thinking young young adults do they pose a lot of problems and that's 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 the the crux of the kind of issue within bodybuilding, I think. So, because you love it when I try to oversimplify complex points. Yeah. If someone's looking to come and listen to yourself speak on the 8th, what would they hope to get out of it? Oh, I don't know. Well, I've just said we're not going to plan it, are we? <laughs> what I was thinking... Actually, what, what, might, what might we cover? Uh, well, some of the stuff we've talked about today, we'll do, I'll, I'll, set some, I'll set some key points up. Um... And I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this stuff, but how, how, long, how long are we going to talk for? Half an hour. Right. Okay. What I was thinking would be useful would be one, we'll be able to get questions there, won't we? Yeah. Because people will be able to ask us stuff and then we can gauge it with who sat there. Yeah. Also, if people are listening today and they're thinking about, we're well, not thinking about, they're coming to Fit Expo, they should just send us some questions. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Or topics to kind of talk on in relation to this sort of stuff. Because I yeah. think, Again, like, who, like I what I don't want to do is go in as, like, not a bodybuilder, you know. Yeah. You were a retired bodybuilder, very knowledgeable. but And then we're, like, stood there going, like, you've got to do critical thinking. And they're like, yeah, we do. And yeah. it's like, okay, so what is it then? Where are we? Where do we need to pitch this? So I think that would be the first thing to do is to kind of get people who are listening today to send us some questions in. So ping you some stuff. Yeah. You're really unorganised. So if you get something. How dare you? Oh, mate. 
Jesus. Do you remember the last time we asked for questions and you just lost? Office. See that? Organisation. Critically oh, thinking. What might I need when? In it's order of... Box. Yeah. It's an empty box. It, um, it is, it is yeah, an empty, empty box. box. It's yeah. Not, it's not, it's not organised. So should we do that? Should we do? Should we get some questions? Yeah, yeah that'd be great. And then what I'll do is um, I'll formalise some like four or five key points for the talk and just go through yeah. there. Just let it go from there. I think it always works best with us when we just kind of have a broad topic and then have a chat about chit chat about it anyway. No, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, there's going to be quite a few people about that are, are people that I know interact well with us and that will challenge us. Yeah. Um, I know we're going to have like Tom Hames is going to be knocking about uh, Mr. Jeffrey, Dr. Dean. Um, so, you know, if there is an opportunity for it to become a, a slightly round the round the room conversation, um, I've done a couple of those at Body Bag before and they actually ended up being really fun. Yeah, that would be the best because it's in the smaller kind of little bit, isn't it? That would be the most useful for people. Yeah. Like a, like a, a, a workshop where we all kind yeah. of... Come because together. there's a lot of strong characters there that have got strong opinions. And yeah, I, I, it I like would be it. silly to assume that, that, that all of them are wrong by one person and, and maybe there's stuff to be taken from every person that's going to be... What, about critical thinking? What, we should do critical thinking while we're talking about... Critical we should do a critical thinking exercise whereby um, we try to get me to listen to someone else's opinion. Yeah, yeah, you can have a go. One thing that would be quite good to talk to people about, and I have no answers for this, but to follow on from the, the podcast that I did with Joe and Austin, was about um, who, who, who decides who can do online coaching? Well, we know the answer, no one. <laughs> no, there's no control over it. Now, I'm always wary of running towards regulation. As soon as you start to say, oh, we need to regulate this. Well, who's regulating it? By yeah. what criteria? Who are they excluding? Who are they including? And what, I mean, PTs are regulated within... In, in, and they're fucking window lifters. And they're terrible. So do we, want, do we want to regulate online training in the same way that these chumps at Pure Gym are? Like, I don't the know. obvious answer is that it should be self-regulating and that, that people should call out bad practice. But the problem with that is that it can then become clicky and what people can do is actually call out people they don't like. And people with bad practice that are in the click can get away with... Um, I know that happens right now. I know of people that are well liked within the click that that don't get called out. Um, I I have finally come to peace with. So Joe is a really good example. Joe will tell you if you ask him. Me and Joe first met because I called him out over something and we fell out massively. And I actually got on with Joe really, really well now. Um, but it took me a long time to get my head around this thing that you can dislike someone but still accept that they're good at their job, or you can really like someone but maybe be able to admit that they're not brilliant at what they do. Um, not that Joe's either of those. It's been like six years since I met Joe and people change over time. Um, but yeah, that's an important adulting point. Yeah, for sure. And I guess what I'm trying to get at with that sort of regulation or not is that critical thinking would be one of the main parts of that process. You know, like there's, there's, there's some lads on, um, Jesus, on YouTube who run like, this is my, well, I don't know if they do it anymore. I think they all got took off like a few years ago. There was lads on there and I was doing research on it at the time. I was trying to get some students to look into it. And they were just talking about an absolute load of nonsense. Well, like gear-wise. Say again? Gear-wise. Yeah. Yeah, like, YouTube culled all of that. Right. And but, I mean, they're still, they're still alive. They still do something. Yeah, yeah. But like that was all at the very basis of it, a lack of critical thinking. And if you have that as a basis so instead of regulate what i'm trying to get at is instead of a regulation or you've got to do this qualification do something around critical thinking 
for people who are going to be doing it, plus the people who are going to be taking up their services. So one of the things that I'd hope to get out of like talking to people in bodybuilding communities about critical thinking is they go to someone and they can figure out if this person is a snake oil salesman yeah. or not. Now I, I've been caught out in the past um, just with people who I kind of follow for training advice and whatnot. And, and, and Joe's told me someone in the past, he's like, Oh yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't listen to him. And I'm like, all right. I didn't realize because you can get fooled. Yeah. yeah. But we can all get fooled because there's always someone better than us. But mostly I can now see training advice and, 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 and advice that comes from people that are snail calls, uh, snails, but I can see it quite quickly. Yeah. And I'm not anything special at all in, in, in training and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, everything else, obviously. Um, yeah, of course. No, obviously. Uh, so, so yeah. So I think that's, that would be the kind of key, wouldn't it? Is how do we get some of these young lads to start to think through some of this stuff? And, and the people they're engaging with. Um, no, I very much look forward to it. Um, I will see you. Are you coming on this Saturday? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to Liverpool, but I don't know if we'll come or not on the Saturday because we want to go and get drunk and have best. Yeah, Liverpool's a good place for that. Yeah, so we'll do that. Um, and we're going to speak early in the Sunday, aren't we? I've got yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, early up. Sunday, time to be confirmed, but I think probably around 10 to 11 a.m. Um, and um, you know what? It's something that's a little bit different for Fitex. So if you guys that are listening can come out and support us, that would be very much appreciated. And by support us, I mean, just engage with it. I'm not asking for anything special. I'm not asking for hand jobs or to be told that it's the best talk you've ever been to. Just engage with us. I'll have a hand job. Uh, yeah. If it goes well, you can have whatever you want. Um, I am going to have to sign off because I've yeah, got sorry. another meeting at half past three and I'm very organised. So I stick to my diary. Whatever, mate. Um, it's been a pleasure to see your face and your hair. And I look forward to seeing you in just over two weeks. All right, then, mate. Anyone who needs to go and look at any of my stuff, immersiveresearch.co.uk. Did forget the plug. Immersive Research. Loads of podcasts. You can also follow him on Instagram, um, where he talks mostly about lager and cigars. Yeah, or Twitter, which is Dr. C.R. Matthews. There we go. And is that lager and cigars, or is that academia? Say again? Is that lager and cigars or academia? Uh, Twitter, it's all dry academia it's actually not it's quite it's quite i think it's quite clever okay I frame my twitter account but i don't want you to know about it because if you start trolling me on twitter i'll have to delete and shit i have to like i actually do serious shit on twitter right okay i'll look into that then i just i'd have to install twitter yeah you're still on there though i i've, I've seen you yeah so, i know i know i need to deal with that old old skinny yeah. weird rich um massive massive yeah. rich yeah. I will speak to you soon. Um, yeah, so Fit Expo, 7th to 8th of August. See you on Sunday at around 10 a.m.